Hi. All right. Start now. Hello. Welcome. Welcome, Chloe. I'm here. <laughs> Who's in attendance? <laughs> Me. <laughs> this is episode four, five, four, episode something. Eight, seven, ish, six, seven, six. I don't know. This is an episode of drunk politics. Yeah, this is an episode of drunk politics. I think today is today is fifth or August fourth. Fourth. Yeah, we're filming this on the fourth. Hopefully, we get it up today. We'll see. Now that we have a, so, okay, so everyone, this is, we're obviously new at this, but we had to get Chloe a microphone and it you just see. showed up. You should see this alien set up in front of me. I feel like yeah, something else. has a lightener it. face and a microphone. Weird, weird. And now I won't have to edit her voice so much. And let's be real. I'm not that good at Premiere, so. Look at here's here's an example. I've got one of these, yeah. and I got another one on yeah. the other side, and yeah, almost she got all sorts. She looks all sorts of better. I feel like I'm being interrogated. It's no, like, right, look at this thing. Yeah. I mean, we can't see it, but you're you it's look better. You look skinny. That's all that matters. That's <laughs> uh, what a headache will do to you. <gasps> That's right. Okay, so today everyone. We have two things to talk about, two of which I am not well versed on, but willing to throw in commentary. What are they, Krista? Well, there was a, some sort of explosion in Beirut, and there's a few different stories on what's actually going on. So there's that. And then also, uh, the body cam on George Floyd came out, well, the officer that hurt him, um, killed whatever the officer the main officer what's his name uh Chauvin or Chauvin anyway his body cam footage got released so I just want to so quickly note that it's really awkward to me that Floyd and police homeboy who put his knee on his neck knew each other yeah, but like, like a long like, time. Acknowledge. So we won't go into this video. Did you watch it? No, I told you that. I'm not well versed. I had a headache yesterday and looking at my screen wasn't going to I wasn't happen. sure if you watched it today or not. Nope. Oh, I deep cleaned well. my house. Well, when you watch it, um, I want you to go through and count how many times he said, I can't breathe before okay. he was on the ground. Before he was on the ground. Oh. Or he was on the ground. All right. Nope. Noted. Noted. Because I haven't, I think I maybe want to watch watch it again, maybe, uh, and count those because it's really something. It's like, um, that's why I did the video on the boy who cried wolf. Because that story needs to be told more. Right. Um, because he was saying I can't breathe literally the whole time to avoid getting in the car, the police car. But he was intoxicated as fuck, right? He had like fentanyl, meth, all the things in his system. And then he's behind the wheel. 
So the cops get there because they got called the counterfeit or whatever. And the guy said he was, you know, the 911 call said he was like visibly on something. So he's behind the wheel of a car and going to drive. So obviously they want him to come out, right? Maybe he threw the gun up a little bit too soon to get him to come out of the car, but he wasn't coming out of the car. He's like, oh man, oh man, don't kill me. Don't kill me, cop. Don't kill me. He kept saying it over and over again. And the guy's Apparently. like- I'm not going to shoot you. I'm like, literally not going to shoot you. I just need you to get out of the car. Right. But he had all the signs of being on meth. All of them. Like super paranoia, fidgety, wouldn't hold still, resisted arrest, did the whole thing. And then they tried to put him in the back of the police car. And he was like, I can't breathe in there. I'm claustrophobic. I'm claustrophobic. I can't breathe. I'm claustrophobic. I can't breathe. They got him inside the cop car finally, and he's like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. No, he's fucking probably going into cardiac arrest. Anyways. Panic attacks can happen when you're pumped full of drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, just to reiterate, like the way it went down probably wasn't the best. Like, yeah, well, the watch guy- the body cam footage because honestly, like that guy, he he's not, he, Maybe man, maybe involuntary manslaughter. Maybe that's what I'll get. Maybe. I don't know. I got a lot of thoughts about all this stuff. I know, but you need to watch the video. I know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, and it wasn't. They had already called an ambulance prior so like they already had an ambulance coming because when he was in the back of the cop car they had called an ambulance to come because he was like clearly not well right i guess when you okay obviously you have to watch the footage still but based on what i've seen because mainstream media and other shit um the way that he went down and the angles filmed it all just feels intentional to me in the strangest way i'm not again it's not okay but there's something like really fishy about it Mm -hmm. super fishy yeah i mean there's lots of conspiracies like he's not really dead that wasn't really george floyd blah 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 but like who knows all we know is that the body cam footage doesn't do anything for the case of that guy intentionally killed him because there's no way to prove that at all i'm really curious to see how this plays out yeah i know well yeah the verdict whatever it is isn't gonna go over well like legally whether or not so i think that we're in such a cycle he gets off we're gonna get race war number two. Oh well yeah like it's you know honestly the fact that this took so long to be released is clearly clearly screams this was intended to be a race war because if that footage was released right away this would have been a different scenario yeah but you know i wonder how it's circulating now and i think that you have to be in a like certain i don't know set of following things on instagram and so on and so forth to really see different opinions and actually see the full footage because if you're just living in the mainstream media world you're only going to see 
bits and pieces and clips. They're not going to put, what was it, 18 minutes? Yeah, it was 18 minutes. They're not going to, no news station is going to spend 18 minutes of their valuable time playing that whole thing out. Like, you have to go do your own research. You have to hunt it down. And I think that you really do have to take the time as an American citizen, and it's just a human, to watch all the time. Obviously, I haven't. I could not stare at a screen yesterday. But I think that before anybody goes jumping to conclusions, like most people either won't see it or they'll see like the point where he points the gun at the guy and they're just going to make their opinions from there. And that's not cool. Well, I think unfortunately we're at the point where um, there's there's such like a crazy like psychosis happening right Right. now that Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what that video has in it because you already made up your mind, right? Like if, if you already have made up your mind, then one way or the other, and you want to have that opinion that you have made, like if you want to believe that this guy was like a complete racist and that there are all of these racist acts going on and that this guy was killed because he was black, if that's what you want to believe in your head, you're not going to change your mind. I agree. There's a solid amount of people right now where it doesn't, if something's been ingrained in your mind so many times, like that's what it is. And it doesn't matter how much evidence you, you know, supply to show them that they're wrong. They're never going to believe they're wrong, even with actual proof in front of them. It's. I agree. I, I think that people are pretty fucking stubborn at this point. Like you've made up your mind, you're rioting in the streets. And I don't think there's really any turning a lot of those people around. I don't think a lot of them are open to interpretations of things. No, and I I also don't think that that's what this is about at all. Like, this is now just um, George Floyd, uh, no, like, his death has become, like, an excuse to just do whatever the fuck you want. And for the revolutionary communists to come out and just have a fucking cow about literally everything and try to dismantle the system. Yeah, it's not. And then we have people that like only read New York Times or whatever propaganda outlet. They actually like that's what they've decided to only fill their brain with. And that's that's what they believe. And what I think is also interesting is that you can take like an art like, okay, so for example, I have a friend. I love him. He's amazing. But he used to be a Republican and now he's a Democrat after he went to college for political science. Hmm. So anyways, where he like got a mate, he majored in it or uh, got a master's in it. So anyways, he comes out of college, a liberal, which I can't imagine why. And he also has like this personal experience working for a Republican because he worked, he's worked on a lot of political campaigns. He, um, he's, he worked for kind of a racist Republican. So like that, I mean, whatever. That's not all Republicans, just like not all Democrats are horrible people, right? Um, But my point is, is he sent me a New York Times article and it was actually written by uh, like somebody, a part of the Republican party formerly also, like one of his colleagues. And I thought it was interesting. I read the whole thing, but you could literally plop in Republican or Democrat and interchange them. And that's exactly what each party is saying about each other. Makes sense. Like they're both accusing each other of the same fucking things. Yeah. It was incredible. Except Nancy Pelosi is a fucking 
alien psychopath. Oh, she's in that case for sure. So go and accuse what you want, but there are some really, really shitty people. No, oh, there's real shitty people. Yeah. Um, I read this article the other day out loud to Brayden and it was this guy who wrote this whole article about how, uh, Trump supporters are miserable people. I'm very happy. Thank you for asking. I know. And he, he goes on about how like they hate this, they hate this, they hate this, they hate this. And like, he couldn't imagine living like in a world of so much hate and blah, blah, blah. And like lays out why he thinks they're the most miserable people on earth. And so I decided like, I'm going to read this to my 10 year old and just see what he it has. It sounds like this guy's projecting. Oh, a hundred percent. And it was funny. Cause I didn't, I didn't like inject my opinion at all. And you know, Brayden lives with like someone else part-time that is a liberal, right? So he really gets both sides of things. So anyways, I read him this thing and he goes, mom, I think this guy is a little bit confused. He goes, you're not miserable. I'm not miserable. And he's like, I think he might be talking about the people out there throwing things at cops right now <laughs> in Portland. Maybe he's talking about those people, but I think he's really mistaken. <laughs> Smartest 10 year old I've ever met. It was really funny. He goes, he sounds like he's talking about himself because you'd have to be miserable to write that article. And I just, I laughed. I was like, you are great. What a guy. <laughs> guy. I mean, it's true. I think that if you're going to go like pointing fingers and honestly, I mean, I don't think that's ever our intention here, but it's sometimes just kind of obvious whether people want to admit it or not. Like we've said it before and I'll say it again. If you are out there vandalizing things and lighting things on fire and screaming and throwing like, go see a therapist. Like, why are you so angry? That's a rational way to handle anything. It just isn't. I don't care what your political beliefs are. It's not a rational way to handle anything. No, it's but the master switch has been flipped, and now everybody's out of their minds. Fucking insane. It's like program, program, a program. Okay, now we're just gonna flip it, and everybody's gonna freak out all at once because we've been conditioning them to do that forever. That's literally what's happening. Oh yeah, like, no, definitely all at once. Master switch. It's insane. So that's a thing. Yeah. I just don't understand why we can't look at things like from a very like balanced and rational perspective. That's like two out of the question. Well, people have gone to therapy. Sorry, it's getting well, I think a part of, I we've talked about this before, but I really think that a part of the problem is that the therapists that they're going to see are the ones that are also like, you shouldn't like discipline your kids. So there's that. And I, they're, they've been That's a part of the therapy problem. I went to. I know, but. The therapy I went to. <laughs> I know, but. Therapy I went to was, well, I don't know what to tell you. Figure it out in better Which mental terms. Probably way better than the alternative. Yeah, it's way better. Yeah. They were like, well, okay, tell me why you feel this way. Okay, well, what got you here? You know, you just like work the you work through a series of very standard questions. Yeah. Yeah. But like, don't discipline your kids. It's like, well, why do you think your child's acting this way? How do you act at home? I don't know. Also, though, too, like, our, um, like, 
child protective services system is like so fucked that here's what I want to know. Yes. Okay. So we've talked about this with like systematic racism and all the things, but there are so many things like racism and uh, the child protective services and like all the things that we've literally spent so much time, energy, and money pouring into a band-aid than an actual problem solver. Like it's been never more apparent in the history of humanity that government doesn't want to fix the fucking problem. They just want to put a band-aid on it so they can keep going like they do. When it comes to kids, I'll give that to you, but when it comes to kids, I think that that's easier said than done because when you get into the court system and the way that that shit works, like your mom was a CASA worker, I went through the court system with dad, fucking problem, and you, it's hard. It's like tenants' rights. Like, it's very obvious who should be winning, and it never seems to go that way. But that's what I'm saying. Like, instead of actually fixing the problem, like, okay, we know because we were there, you and I, Stevie, like we all fucking know how fucked the system is and how our dad got the, got rights that he should not have gotten. And, and that's where it has to start is like the actual like government and court system, literally keeping these kids in a cycle. They don't want, they don't want to fix it. They don't want to fix it. They don't want to fix it. So I watched something the other day and it was, um, I don't know if I sent this to you, but it was about uh, these series of judges and now I can't remember what state, but they were getting paid to put these kids in jail. They ended up getting busted, but they made like millions of dollars by keeping kids in like juvenile court when they're like 12 for accidentally using their grandpa's credit card. It's really fucked, I'll have to find it. It's worth discussing, but it was very like child protective services type. Ugh. Yeah, it was really, I got stunned by a bee today, sorry. No. It hurts. It's summer, what do you do? Yeah, I guess. Um, Mark got stung on the forehead too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, um, so anyway, it, uh, it, it was interesting the way that the system does utilize certain benefits yeah, or privilege or rights. And it was these judges, they were two of them maybe, I think it was in Pennsylvania. And they literally just didn't give kids the options for attorneys and their parents were like, what the fuck? And they sent them to juvie for like five years. These kids were 12, 15. One kid like accidentally stole a bag of M&Ms or something, but everybody's benefiting monetarily. Oh, see that it's the system. Like the, the, and that that is one thing that I will give it to. So I, I got the pleasure of having coffee the other day with uh, James Klug and uh, Anthony. He's the conservative Latino. Latino. um, Latin, Latin, Latino? Yeah. Conservative dot Latino. Yes. On Instagram. And so uh, we had coffee because they were in Portland the other day filming the protests. And 
Um, where was I going with this? What were we talking about? Kids system bullshit. Oh fuck me! Thank God yeah. we can edit things. It was like I'm not even going to edit this out. It was literally <laughs> totally applied to what we were talking about. It'll come to me like randomly. It's fine. Anyways, yes, the kids. Oh, yes. Okay. I remember. <laughs> yes. Kids. They were talking about like talking, they went on and tried to, you know, have a conversation with people, not really telling them like what they were doing, just more like, Hey, like, what do you believe? And they both were like, okay, there are some things that they are saying that I totally do agree with. And, and I, I can say that too, from reading these kids tweets, like some of the things that they are pissed about is stuff like what you just talked about. Like the fucking failures in our system that need to be fixed. Do we think we need to be communist? Absolutely fucking not. But there are some things that you can like take from what they're preaching because some of it, like a small percentage, but some of it is seriously valid. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm sure that not everybody on the streets is a fucking idiot. They're acting like it. But I'm sure in their heart of hearts, there is a really good, hopefully good percentage that aren't like domestic terrorists. Right. You know? Yeah. I do know. I don't know. Awkward lull. I mean, I'm just, I'm agreeing with you. That's all I got. I mean, I mean, that's a it's a good transition though into like actual terrorism. So this bombing in Beirut. (laughs) There's so many different theories behind it. Like, are we ever going to know actually caused it? I don't know. It looked pretty devastating, but then again, that's mainstream media. But I looked on a couple outlets, and one of my aunts, great aunt, call it what you want to call it, she's family. She um she lives in Tunisia. And so she was posting all about it today. And I think they have, I think she's, I don't know. Anyway, it's safe to say she hates America, but she also is um, really up to speed with a lot of the news that's happening over there. And I think that she shares really valid points. Uh Uh-huh, for sure. We are not perfect by any fucking means. Yeah. But she, um, she shared like 20 things today and they were all from very different viewpoints of like video and so, so on and so forth. And the way that it was filmed in many ways, like reminded me of 9-11 where you just see shit, that's it, bye. Mm-hmm. But it, and it looks like it, co- I mean, I've never been there, but it looks like it covered a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. And like just various people zooming in on these shattered windows, but also a lot of these places Granted, I don't know, is it considered a third world country? Lebanon? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know that it's considered third world. Well, a lot of the things that had been blown in and like people were zooming in on stuff, they looked abandoned anyway. But still, I mean, it's devastation. And they're like, while this is happening, there's like traffic. So. And there's, I, I don't know. Um, Mike, Mike, Mike actually has a friend who like has family there and was hurt in this. Okay. 
So he's like not real sure what's going on either. Um, but we we did have a talk about it earlier when it first happened, and I was like, Ugh. "What are the theories? Like, who did this?" And uh, he's like, "Well, it maybe Hezbollah, maybe Hezbollah, maybe yeah, maybe like Israel. Um, that's what they want to blame it on." And so I I said, "Well, that just seems too easy, though, right?" I said, who would want to frame Israel? And he was like, Lebanon. <laughs> so like, I don't know. I mean, we're going to hear a story, but like, is the story going to be real? I don't know if it is or not. I don't know. But I did see this verses. when it first happened this morning. I took a picture of this tweet, but it says, uh, firecrackers exploded due to large and uh, negatable production, Al Jazeera. Okay. Um, the warehouse was stored with benzene, Al Median, which these are all news outlets there because this guy is in Turkey. And then um, this one says a Hezbollah missile store was targeted near the Beirut port, Al Hadaf, whatever. So all three news outlets were over there were like reporting different things, which maybe a little bit of all of it could be true. Like, I don't know. I saw something, maybe this was sarcasm, but I swear I saw something that said it was a fireworks warehouse. Right, which is what Al Jazeera was basically saying, like right. firecrackers exploded. They had, a, apparently there was like... There's no way firecrackers did that kind of damage. No, because there had to have been another type of explosive nearby, right? Like, uh, I saw somewhere where it was like, um, it was like a an arms, like they, it was where they kept some of the, um, I don't know, some sort of arms. I don't know if, whether it was like confiscated or illegal or what, but if you notice in the videos, there's two explosions. There's like the first one they and then took out like, like the ginormous one. They like took out the entire side of like sides of Cleveland. You look around and it's like, holy shit, that ruptured so many windows. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't either. It'll be interesting to see like what. And also like we saw it on Twitter before like any news station was really reporting on it. And so we were like, why, right. wait, wait, why haven't, why haven't we heard about this yet? Like anywhere else besides Twitter? Because America has its own agenda right now. Right. And it's all. So not foreign policy no the american news outlets are not they're not good at keeping us up to speed on literally anything so i really liked that article that you sent me today Thanks, by Rob. that msnbc girl because i'm three hours ahead of you i have the luxury of just annoying you with stuff i do all no, the early morning it. research so and for everyone that's listening you should know that i wake up every morning to a so complete bombarding <laughs> of information from Chloe. I honestly, I get up at like 545 or 6 and I just start throwing things to Krista. Mm -hmm. And it's between Instagram and text messages. And so she has to spend like four hours a morning reading through everything I already did. And yeah, then it's like a part of my to, Then we have to discuss and then we wind up here. Yeah, I, it's a part of my morning routine. I pour myself some coffee. 
wake <laughs> up a little, take a shit, you know, like all while watching the fucking videos that she sends me. <laughs> Articles, links, I tag her in things so she can read them. It's like a whole. It's I always watch all the videos first since my brain is still like waking up, you know? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And in another turn of events, we're going to be podcasting together tomorrow. Chloe. Yeah. Like together coming tomorrow. I'll be in that room. To Portland. To move me the fuck out. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Um, yeah. And because of now it's 8.45 and I go to bed soon, I'm going to... You're going to peace. Bad boy off. Yeah. Oh, so tomorrow oh. I would like to real quick tomorrow. <laughs> so everyone knows I would like to talk about um, the deal with forcing TikTok to sell a portion. I want to talk the, about the business end of that because I feel like it's genius and I would like to explain why. That's all. Okay. Well, there it is. Okay. Well, coming up tomorrow. Maybe, maybe it won't get done tomorrow. I'll probably get done the next day. Maybe, yeah. Maybe the next day. I don't know. It's coming up soon. Get excited, everybody. Woo! This is Drunk Politics, and you can find us on drunkpolitics.live and patreon.com slash drunkpolitics. Donate so you can contribute to our habit of talking shit. Yeah. You know, I just love that you say that, and you don't even need to be cute anymore. <laughs> Someone's got to end this conversation. I know, it's wonderful. Okay, till next time. Okay, bye.